The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? again is Sunday Spectacular's original producer and host, John Salisbury. Good afternoon and welcome to Sunday Spectacular as we present comedy, conversation, and music with the irrepressible man who has talks and will travel, Mr. Bob Hope. And we open with one of Bob's most popular songs. In fact, it won an Academy Award, Buttons and Bows. <laughs> Western Ranch is just a branch of nowhere junction to me. Give me the city where living's pretty and the gals wear finery. Oh, east is east and west is west and the wrong one I have chose. Let's go where you keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows. Rings and things and buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this prairie. Take me where the cement rolls. Let's move down to some big town where they love a gal but a cut of her clothes. And you'll stand out in buttons and bows. I love you in buckskin or skirts that you've homespun. But I love you longer, stronger where your friends don't hold a gun. My bones denounced about board bounce and the cactus hurts my toes. Let them ooze where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows. And you're all mine in buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this year prairie. Take me where the cement rolls. Let me down to that big town where they love a girl but cut her clothes. And you stand out in buttons and bones. Those wide open spaces don't serve me like a rook. I will love you long and stronger with a sticking on the hook. Well, that follows my bones, denounced above board bounce, and that cactus hurts my soul. Let them lose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows. And you're all mine and buttons and bones. And another thing. Give me eastern trimming where women are women in high silk holes and peekaboo clothes and French perfume that rocks the room and <laughs> buttons and bows, buttons and bows, buttons and bows, buttons and Bob Hope is often referred to as Rapid Robert. This could be an allusion to his rapid fire delivery of comedy lines or to his constant moving across the country and around the world. Our Sunday Spectacular microphone caught up with Rapid Robert in a typical spot, an airport, just before takeoff. <laughs> Welcome to Sunday Spectacular. Thank you. This is a salute to Bob Hope this afternoon. Fifty-five minutes of nothing but hope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to have you aboard to uh, sort of chat with me as Thank we you. go along, Thank playing you. your records and various things. Um, I'm not going back to the beginnings because I think most everybody knows. No, we started in Vaudeville. Too, too gruesome. <laughs> 
started in vaudeville, and uh, then you were making uh, pictures for a while, like The Cat and the Canary with Paulette Goddard, right? Whatever right. happened to Paulette? Well, Paulette's still around. She's doing things in Europe, and uh, I mean pictures in Europe, you know, she's playing different things. I understand she's going to do a Broadway play very soon. Have you ever had any aspirations to do another Broadway show? I, know. I sure have, and I wish I had time, but I just can't work it into my schedule with my television and everything. I think one of the things that people are always curious about is where you find time to do all you do. You've written uh, three or four books. Five. Five? Yeah. Well, let's see Working now. on a six. Working. What's the sixth one going to be about? Uh, I call You Belong to the Public. And that's a uh, uh, biographical, yes, biographical anecdotes about different uh, celebrities in public. And things. Well, I your latest, uh, your latest book, I owe Russia twelve hundred dollars, is uh, uh, right at the top of the bestseller list, according to the New York Times. That's right. And uh, do you, uh, how, where do you find time to work this in? I'm, I'm well, I think it's. Uh, I enjoy the business, and I enjoy meeting people and doing things. So uh, naturally, we can get around, see people, you know. When do you find time to actually sit down and write all this? Well, there's an awful lot of hours in the day, you know, and I've been writing this book for four years. Oh, well, I've read uh, I Never Left Home, Half Tucks Will Travel, those are the other two. Well, so this is Peace. So this is Peace. They got me covered. Mm -hmm. Those are the other four outside of Iowa, Russia, twelve hundred dollars. Well, good luck on your next book, too. Thank you. I think and you certainly will have it. Leslie Towns Hope was born in Eltham, England on May 29, 1903, but moved to Cleveland, Ohio in 1907 and has been a loyal Ohioan, Hollywoodian, and American ever since. And how did Bob get into show business? Well, actually, it was my idea because I figured I had very little chance of becoming king. And uh, we just uh, we moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, I did a lot of things. I worked at the Channel Motor Car Company. I sold shoes. I worked for my brother, who was a butcher. I delivered, and I also worked behind the counter. Weighed my thumb. My thumb weighs about 9,000 pounds. I started boxing. I thought under Rembrandt, hope I was on the canvas so much. Now, uh, I don't know, my, my friend of mine, uh, Packy West, uh, a friend of mine followed the name of Packy West, so for a gag, I, I decided to take packing pieces. And I got hit pretty hard my last bout. I bounced right into dancing school. And I kept dancing right into world again. And uh, I started doing Charlie Chaplin imitations and some of the contests around there and won a couple. And later on, I played with, uh, what I would say, uh, 28 years later, I played with Paulette Goddard, who uh, did her first picture away from Chaplin with me at the Paramount Studio and then met Chaplin. And uh, Charlie Chaplin looked at me and said, you know, I want to congratulate you on your comedy time. And I've never told this anywhere else. I, I got a great, great thrill. It's one of the great thrills I got out of this business because uh, here I, I used to do impersonations of it. And uh, in those days, there were many, many tab shows. And a tab show was a miniature musical comedy. Uh, it was a 16-people show, a tabloid, and uh, I did everything. I did straight, I did comedy, I did uh, character parts, I sang, I played saxophone. This served in the, you know, in the form of a confession, this show, because a very few people know that I was a saxophone player, and I could have put all saxophone out, out of business the way I played. Just miserable. Bob Hope has appeared in dozens of pictures, several road epics with Bing Crosby, and many others in which he was the principal star. One of his best, filmed in 1955, was The Seven Little Foys, in which he played Eddie Foy, a famous vaudeville comedian of the early 1900s. Perhaps Hope brought understanding to the story of a performer and his seven children because he himself was one of six children. We hear him now once from the picture, First, as he tries to avoid marriage to the girl who eventually becomes Foy's wife. As Hope described it... So Eddie met Madeline Mirando, a beautiful Italian ballerina. Eddie was on his toes before she was, but he fought it all the way. One night he chased after her in the rain, just to tell her how much he didn't need her or any other woman. And she said... I'm sorry for you. You're so empty. That's the way I like it. All I want is my name in life. Broadway. Nothing else? What else is there? The rest of the world. 
What did they ever do for me? Did you ever hear that song Bert Williams sings? When life seems full of clouds and rain, and I am filled with naught but pain, who soothes my thumping, thumping brain? Nobody. When winter comes with snow and sleet, and me with hunger and cold feet, who says here's two bits go and eat? Nobody? Now you're getting the idea. I ain't ever done nothing to nobody. I ain't ever got nothing from nobody. No time. And until I get something from somebody sometime. I don't intend to do nothing for nobody, no time. And I try hard and scheme and plan to look as good as ere I can. Who says, look at that handsome man? Nobody. Nobody. When all day long things go amiss, and I go home to find some bliss Who hands to me a glowing kiss followed her 7,000 miles to the La Scala Opera House, pretending he was just looking for talent for the Schubert. But she told him she had a better offer. There is a young man. He had to make marriage. The Schubert's can match that offer? No, Schubert's couldn't. I'm sorry. Well, arrivederci, whatever that means. I'll match the offer. When? Right away, before I regain my senses. Then ask me. Okay. Will you marry me? You say it like you're ashamed. Say it so everyone can hear. What for? They don't understand English. This English every woman can understand. What do you want, blood? See, I want you to say it loud. On the stage of La Scala in Milano. So I can remember for the rest of my life. Should I sing Pagliacci for an encore? If you wish. Will you marry me? Louder. Will you marry me? Why? Why? How long does this go on? Until you say you love me. I love you. You want it louder? No. I hope. I hope the Schuberts appreciate what I'm doing for them. Bob, I want to talk to you for a moment about uh, show business uh, as it is today. Now, you've been tremendously successful, certainly one of the most successful men in the world in show business. Yeah. Uh, it is not so easy for young people today to find their way as you have, um, I don't believe. I don't think they have the opportunities, perhaps. No, no but I, I still think there's a lot of opportunities around for young people. I, I don't think, of course, that they had the... Uh, the theaters that we had to play because there were thousands and thousands of all types of theaters, all kinds of, uh, you know, variety shows. And, uh, but today they have to do it in nightclubs and television. But there's still a lot of spots for people to start. Do you think that uh, being without the theaters gives them that live audience thing that they almost have? Well, you can find it today. Yeah, you can find it in clubs and uh, television. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, find that uh, your work is easier today or harder than it was when you began? 
Well, my work today is as uh, hard as I want to make it. <laughs> I make it pretty hard. <laughs> do you, uh, I enjoy everything I do. Well, now, how about uh, Mrs. Hope, Dolores? Is, does she get kind of... Or is she by now used to your being away so much? Of the well, I'm not away so much anymore, you know. I go away, you know, you might think I'm away, but I go away once a year for a two or three week stretch of Christmas time when we've been making these annual trips. And then uh, a lot of times I take Dolores with me. I've taken her on a couple of those trips, and I just came back from New York. She was there, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm, I think if a fellow... Ten months out of the year, I think that's enough, don't you? Well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's enough abuse for your wife. But I think you give the impression that you're away so much. Well, I travel a lot, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And I, but I don't. I, they're, they're fast trips. I get around, and but you know, I'm, I'm, I think in the last uh, twenty-five years, I, I may have been home twenty out of that. Um, one other question I'd like to ask, Bob. What? To you now, you're a comedian. People know you as a comedian. But what are the serious things that concern you in our world today? Well, I think I have the same concern as any other citizen. I mean, as far as the world is concerned, I don't have this. There's no uh, concern earmarked for me. I mean, I feel the same about our world conditions and our country as anybody else. Did you find in Russia a rapport with the people that would give you a feeling that? There is some way we can get together. And, and Not when I was there. I was there in 58 at that time. I was, uh, we were one of the first shows in there, and uh, these people were all looking over their shoulders. And they were kind of afraid to talk about anything, but I guess since then, I understand, they softened up and they're getting a better break. <laughs> Perhaps Bob's biggest boffs, the loudest and the longest laughs, came during his radio years when Tuesday night was Hope Night on NBC. The late Skinny Ennis and later Les Brown were musical regulars on the show. There were always guest stars, and on every program, the mustachioed Jerry Colonna, the somewhat mad professor. comedian, and perhaps America's foremost violinist. Now, as I was saying, please, please, hey you, hey Evelyn, stop with that magic violin. I resent that. Well, Jack Benny, ladies and gentlemen. Jack, what are you doing here? I'm surprised. Still another comic twosome, Bob Hope and Eddie Cantor. 
your program Tuesday night, and now you're on my show. You know we make a great team, Bob and Eddie? Yeah, I'm hoping hopeless. <laughs> frequent radio appearances to pay this tribute to him. No one has more smilers behind him than Bob Hope. He's traveled to every part of the globe bringing home to our servicemen. When Bob started off on one of his jaunts, someone said he's only taking three riders for Hope that's practically ad-living. Well, I challenge anyone to think as fast as Bob. Talking about golf, he said, I'm not playing with Crosby anymore. Would you play with a guy who cheats, who picks up the ball and throws it toward the hole? Of course you wouldn't. And neither will Crosby. I am proud to be a member of the same profession where the top man is a guy like Bob. As long as he's around, there's hope for America. And there was Jimmy Durante, with whom Hope had appeared on Broadway. Whenever the two exchanged guest appearances, one of the main gags was the nose, ski nose, and schnozola. I became very conscious of the nose that Jimmy Durante when we played together in Red Hot Blue here in New York at the Alvin Theater. And I uh, had much trouble uh, seeing the audience and trying to get out from behind his nose. It was pretty tough. I was in that show, I think, for about 18 weeks before the audience ever saw me. There were times when the nose routine led to a special song, as on the occasion of a Hope appearance on a Durante show. Folks, this life is tough. We both suffer such abuses. Girls phoning day and night, I've run out of excuses. We're not bragging, we're complaining, and don't think this is treason. We know we're not good looking, our proboscises are the reason. Who's got all the charm? Durante and Hope. Who's got all the personality? Open Durante. <laughs> Who's got all the subtle fare? Durante and Hope. Who's got all the money? Crosby. Artists, this is not just a lot of noise. We wish there was something we could do for other boys. No wonder fellas in this town walk around with a great big frown. They're jealous of the boys with the proboscis. They beg for dates with all the chicks, but we have to beat them off with six. No one likes the boys with the proboscis. Our secret is variety. That's what we found. My nose turns up. And my nose turns down. <laughs> we got an awful problem. Every time we get too close, we lock bumpers. <laughs> you think this life would make us smile, but it gets boring after a while. Blame us if we sit around and mope. Now analyze our assets from our profile to our chances. I've got so much more than Gregory. I've got so much more than Luffy. <laughs> so if you've got a sweetie and you plan to elope, beware of the boys of the Proposkis. Ah, Jim, my nose has never been in the handicap when it comes to girls. Why, in one night I once went out with five girls. So what? In one night I once went out with ten girls. 
Well, on my dresser, I've got pictures of 20 beautiful girls. On my dresser, I've got pictures of 40 beautiful girls. Uh-huh. Well, I've been proposed to by 50 girls. But I've been proposed to by 100 girls. Well? Oh, no, you don't. This time, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you've got a sweetie and you plan to elope, beware of the boys with the kaboshes. Yes, sir, beware. In 1938, in a movie called The Big Broadcast of 1938, Bob and Shirley Ross sang, for the first time, the song which has become Bob's theme. Hundreds of special lyrics have been written to fit the many special occasions and broadcasts on which Bob has used it, but here is the original version with Bob and Shirley. Thanks for the memory of sentimental verse. Nothing in my purse And chuckles when the preacher says For better or for worse How lovely it was Thanks for the memory Of Schubert's serenade Little things of jade And traffic jams and anagrams And bills we never paid How lovely it was we who could laugh over big things were parted by only a slight thing. I wonder if we did the right thing. Oh, well, that's life, I guess. I love you, Jeff. Jeez, it's pretty. Thanks for the memory of faults that you forgave. Rainbows on a wave And stockings in the basin When a fellow needs his shave <laughs> Thank you so much Thanks for the memory Of tinkling temple bells a mother yell And Cuban rum and towels From the very best hotel Oh, how lovely it was Thanks for the memory of cushions on the floor, hashed with Dibby Moore, that pair of gay pajamas that you bought and never wore. <laughs> hey, by the way, whatever became of those pajamas? Huh? Huh? We said goodbye with a highball. Then I got as high as a steeple. Did you? But we were intelligent people. No tears, no fuss. Hooray for Strictly on for noon. Darling, how are you? And how are all those little dreams that never did come true? Oh, for glad I met you. Cheerio, toodaloo. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our Sunday spectacular salute to Bob Hope continues now as Peggy Lee and Bing Crosby join Bob in a merry-go-runaround from the film Road to Valley. I love you, Bob. I love you, Bing. My little heart's in a real wing-ding. Isn't love the craziest thing? You won't say yes and you won't say no. You let my poor heart bow. Smile at me and around I go On a merry-go-run around But Gene, what about that? You build me up till the sky seems low Then pop, I hit the ground But you hold my hand and around I go On the merry-go-run around But Bob, what about me? When a friend says to me When you find a friend well, where the heck are you bound? I could suggest that you play you with yeah. What the deuce can you say? Just around and around. I won't say leave and I won't say what. You gotta get yourselves unwound. 
This is a Stanley steamer, Chief. Yeah. Think of all the smoke signals you'd be able to send for the car. You know, it's all Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you can't go wrong, Chief. The value of this car is heat big. Pale face means big heat. <laughs> You're just self-conscious. <laughs> Water, 
They're trying to figure whether it's a capital gain or not. Well, it's certainly great being here in good old Charlie, England. Yes, sir, here we are. 
North Africa, August 
map is blue, but on those dots of sand and coral, rows of little crosses are white. Each one marks a patriot who left our country for our country's good. Like a young PFC, I met at a forward hospital on the mail. The medics had just brought him in, and he was getting a transfusion. I passed his bed, and I looked down, and I said, they're giving you the raspberry, huh, son? And he said, yes, yeah, feels good. He gave me a big smile. And after the show, I said to the doctor, I said, how did that give me? He said, he just died. You know, we talk about the dark side of the moon. When I think back on the 1940s in Guadalcanal, Eugene, Okinawa, Utah Beach, Omaha Beach, whether by day or by night, they were on the dark side of the earth. And fighting up here and there with a smile, a laugh, a song, well, let's say that I'm grateful that I could be one of the many entertainers who were privileged to be of service. I accept this award in memory of that young guy who got the blood transfusion under mail. All his buddies were the chips off the same American block. They had a nickname for young men like him, G.I. Joe. As far as I'm concerned, you can call him G.I. George Washington. I'm glad you invited me here to accept this award and you feel that I've given to my talents and I deserve it. I feel that I'm not a giver, I'm a beneficiary. I've told a few jokes, bounced around a few places, and a lot of great people in that sense. I cast a few crumbs in the water and ended up with a whole bakery. You know, if Aladdin were suddenly to appear with his lamp about the only thing I could ask for is a new dog swing. Thank you very much. Bob Hope, entertainer, American citizen, patriot. Long may his wit and wisdom be a part of the American scene. And perhaps it's fitting that we close today with another excerpt from The Seven Little Foys, in which Hope as Eddie Foy meets James Cagney as George M. Cohan to sing a Cohan song which might well have been dedicated to Hope, Yankee Doodle Dandy. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. A doodle Dandy. Yankee Doodle Dandy. A real-life nephew of your Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. With a flag in your hand, no doubt. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. He's my Yankee Doodle joy. Good liberty. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride a pony. I am you are a Yankee Doodle boy. Oh, say, can't you see? I hear you talking now. Well, I uh, want to wish you the very best of luck, Bob, and thank you so much for talking with us uh, on this salute to you. That's so not a plane, I don't think. Is it? <laughs> I don't think so. We usually catch you on the run. Yeah. Well, Bob, again, my thanks to you for joining me at the microphone, and the very best of luck to you in the future. Come back to Portland many times. I hope so. Thank you.